Listener Production. Wall Street ends lower as debt ceiling negotiations seem to hit a dead end. And Aussie shares are set to open down on Wednesday with Webjet earnings in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday the 24th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. I suppose we should offer something of an apology to the listener, Ryan, because it seems day in, day out, we can't get ourselves away from this theme in relation to the US debt ceiling. Tom, it continues to dominate conversation at the moment. And we saw the continuing deadlock overnight weigh on US shares. It sounds unimaginative, but this is the reality of the markets when we come to this particular intersection. We can't move ahead without a resolution. What we're left with is trying to estimate what the lay of the land is once a decision is made. So last night we had all indices across Europe Oh, and that's when I say all, all of the leading indices were lower. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones down 0.7%, the S&P 500 down 1.1%, the NASDAQ down 1.3%. So the thing to highlight here is that in recent days from time to time, we actually have seen some encouraging momentum. But uh, this day, we saw a lack of momentum and these indices end around session lows. And also, attention is going to turn towards the minutes of the latest US Federal Reserve meeting when they're released tonight as well. So a lot of focus on inflation and interest rates. So that dynamic and conversation continues to dominate the narrative for traders in both the share market and bond market at the moment. So the important part of those minutes. So uh, for those who aren't familiar, these are a much anticipated outcome. They basically detail the finer points of the discussions that the central bank has when they're adjudicating on rates. So you get a sense of the tone, you get a sense of the important points that the uh, Fed officials focus on, and the debt ceiling will feature in this conversation. So what we have heard from time to time from the Fed has been, from Jay Powell probably uh, most clearly, is that sense that the tightening of credit conditions because of these events has got them thinking a little bit differently. We just saw the door ajar in relation to that thought process, haven't we, Ryan? So the potential for a pause in the rate hiking cycle appears imminent. And of course, we'll assess the minutes to work out the likely next move on interest rates. But we have heard from regional Fed presidents, James Bullard and Neil Kashkari recently, and they indicated that the central bank may need to continue hiking rates if inflation remains high. Indeed, which is predictable and what they've been saying forever and a day. So in terms of what we have seen overnight, Ryan, uh, what caught my eye in particular, it wasn't in the US, it was in Europe, and it was the uniform sell-off in the luxury goods makers. Those handbags may be cheaper for your missy, (laughs) Tom. She is fond of a luxury good, aren't you, darling, if you're listening, and I know you're not. But look, this group um, has been unified in in terms of their rally since the beginning of the year. The reopening of China really had these stocks lit, as the teenagers say. They rallied um, anywhere between 30 and 40% since the beginning of the year. So I'm talking about uh, Kering, who is the... Uh, owner of Gucci, amongst others, LVMH. Uh, they are responsible for the manufacture of Louis Vuitton. Let's uh, not forget Moet there as well. Oh, you can't forget Moet. Yeah. Uh, Hermes, 
they speak for themselves, and Richemont, who own brands like Cartier, Piaget, and uh, Von Cleef Appel. As oh, how's your French? Not great, actually. I did um, go to school briefly in France uh, when I was a kid, but uh, let's not get into that. That's the extent of my French. Mercy. Some reasonable inflection. But the bottom line is, Ryan, these stocks rallied, as I said, very strongly into um, the last couple of weeks, really, in some respects. But in the last couple of days, they have fallen away quite sharply, anywhere between 7 and uh, 10%. They could almost be considered a leading indicator in terms of what's expected with spending, uh, not only in China, but uh, also where the US is concerned. So, you know, in the case of LVMH, they have got the US market and the Chinese market making up about 30% of sales each in terms of those important jurisdictions. Well, that's right. And LVMH is very important. It's the biggest share or company by market capitalization in Europe. And we did see its shares down by 5% overnight. So but- interestingly, Ryan, who do you reckon is the richest man in the world? It's a, it's a bit of a toss-up between a couple. Arnaud, yes. whatever his surname Ber- is. Bernard so, Arnaud. Yeah. So, you know, he lost $11 billion in this sell-off. That's not good for him, but he's made a he's shed worth, load recently. He's, he's worth about 192 One of the richest men in the world, right? He is the richest man in the world. There you go. So concerns around weakening demand in the US for these items were really behind the falls, and that's in addition to the situation in China where we're still seeing a recurrence of the reopening and the weakness around that and confidence being in the doldrums and the like. So these shares have been under pressure. They have. So worth keeping an eye on that. In fact, uh, some other leading indicators that we've been talking about recently, just for completion's sake, uh, the KBW Bank Index did reasonably well in the midst of last night's sell-off. It finished up by around two-thirds of a percent. The Philadelphia Semiconductor Index that we've been paying attention to recently uh, had a decent sell-off last night. It was down by about 1.2%, which explains to you why you saw that NASDAQ outperform in terms of its decline last night. Apple shares were down 1.5% after announcing a multi-billion dollar chip production deal with Broadcom. So that was a big weight on the market. But one of the other things that stood out last night, Tom, was retailer Lowe's, who cut its sales outlook, citing a slowdown in consumer spending. So we're continuing to see this similar theme around spending on essentials, cut back on luxury spending. It's so just slightly about. different proposition at Lowe's, isn't it? Um, yes. You know, Not to be mistaken with the Lowe's in Australia where you get the outsized men's flannelette shirts. Which tend to feature former rugby league players. A lot of NRL players yes. star in those ads, don't they? They, they do indeed. Uh, but interesting, I suppose it's a luxury good of a different kind lumber, isn't it? Um, it's still very pricey, but people who don't know, Lowe's is a, a big home improvement store in the United States. So... Again, you know, that's a theme that we have seen uh, in the US where the retail side of things has been waning a little bit. Well, that's right. We also saw shares of auto retailer AutoZone down 6% after missing revenue expectations for the fiscal third quarter. So perhaps a little bit of a pullback in spending on car parts and components and things associated with motor vehicles, Tom. So, Ryan, the other thing that stood out to me in this environment where the headlines around the debt ceiling are... Uh, underwhelming at best and concerning at at most, Uh, we saw those safe havens tend to uh, be a little better bid. So uh, the US dollar 
index, when you measure the US dollar against a, a basket of currencies, it was firmer. The gold price, it sort of sold off initially, but it was up by about a percent off its lowest levels of the session. And government bond yields in the United States tended to move higher in price, lower in yield. The bottom line is um, money is gravitating into safe havens as this uncertainty around the US debt ceiling builds. And the other focus last night was what was happening in the oil market. Yes. So there were some interesting developments there just quickly because energy producers in Australia could be up today on the back of this. But we did see crude oil prices broadly lift by about 1%. And the reason for that was that the Saudi Arabian energy minister came out and he said he would keep short sellers, which are those betting that prices will fall, ouching and told them to watch out, Tom. There's an expression in the markets, don't fight the Fed. So whatever the central bank's doing, you you probably need to fall in line with what they're doing. I suppose it's a similar situation here. You know, the Saudis are almost like the central bank of oil. Um, So sending a warning to short sellers. But look, hedge funds and uh, the types of people that are likely to take on the Saudis, incredibly clever people with a lot of algorithms and their uh, fingers into lots of different parts of the economic pie. It would be interesting if there was a bit of a tussle shaping up here. Well, absolutely. But if we turn our attention, Tom, to what's happening in Australia today... We must. Yes, we're going to kick off a little bit lower. The futures are telling us that we'll be down by about a half of 1% uh, when trade gets underway later on this morning. And we get some results from Webjet. So obviously the travel company has been performing exceptionally well over the course of the last few months. We're expecting to see the online travel booker release its full-year results before the market open. Goldman Sachs is expecting a 150% increase in its TTV which Total are, transaction volume. Thanks, Tom. Yes, <laughs> to about 4.9 billion. Sorry, it's like we're a married couple, Ryan. We we're are. completing each other's sentences. That's it. So earnings around 123.9 million for the EBITDA. I won't go into the acronym for that, but just bear that in mind. And of course, we've got Eagers Automotive and Telix Pharmaceuticals both hosting annual general meetings. Telix has been one of the strongest performers on the Aussie share market this year, and that's really around it's cancer research and trials, isn't it, Tom? They are making very significant inroads in relation to that uh, pipeline of theirs. But uh, as I said, uh, the market's going to kick off a little bit lower. Uh, The Aussie dollar has lost about a half a US cent overnight, uh, reflecting that bid that I was mentioning a moment ago uh, for the US dollar in that safe haven trade at the moment. And look out for the Reserve Bank in New Zealand today. It's expected to lift interest rates. Consensus is for a 25 basis point rate hike to 5.5%. We're a little bit more bullish at the Commonwealth Bank. ASB economists are forecasting a 50 basis point move to 5.75% to rein in inflation. The New Zealand and Canadian central banks arguably have been the leaders in relation to hiking rates. And when they uh, get a sense that their job is done, that'll be a valuable indicator for the rest of us. There are some economists forecasting the official cash rate to get to an eye-watering 6% in New Zealand. So no wonder those Auckland home prices are under pressure at the moment. Yes. Well, they've had an extraordinary run over the course of um, the last couple of years. But... uh, to all our listeners, have a great day. Tune into the afternoon market update with Stevie and Laura this afternoon. Ryan, have a great day. You too. Thanks. Happy hump day. Happy hump day.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.